there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Each episode is full of real-world information to help your homeschool family thrive. We're David and Leslie Nunnery, and we're so thrilled to have you joining us here today. Now, today is a big day around here. We're celebrating the 100th episode of the Teach Them Diligently podcast, and we're looking forward to kicking off our 10th season of Teach Them Diligently events. Now, when we asked our listeners what they thought we should talk about on this special episode, the response really was overwhelming, that they wanted us to take a look back and share the history and incredible ways that God has worked to teach them diligently. And we are so excited to do just that. For if there was a perfect way to encapsulate the years we've served through TTV, it would be to say great things he has done. So we want to celebrate that today. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible in large part through the help of our sponsors. So when I mention them on the show, I hope you'll check out what they have to offer and let them know that you're grateful for their support. The organizations that we work with are like-minded and passionate in their mission to better equip families to serve the Lord well. Voice of the Martyrs is one such group, and their resources are an incredible complement to your family worship time. Go to vom.org forward slash TTD to sign up today and you'll receive a free updated copy of Fox Book of Martyrs and you'll start getting a magazine each month to help you and your family pray strategically for our brothers and sisters all around the world. Again, go to vom.org forward slash TTD to sign up for those resources today. It's partners like Voice of the Martyrs and many others through the years that has helped us produce Teach Them Diligently events and resources. It's our prayer and theirs that God has used those to help your family. And I can't tell you what a blessing it is for us to hear how he's done that. So send us an email or a direct message through the TTD app anytime. We would love to hear from you. For today, though, let's take a little stroll down memory lane. So, David. Shall we start at the very beginning? Well, first of all, it's hard to believe that it's been 10 years. I know. Um, that time has flown by. And, and uh, sometimes it hasn't. It sometimes. I mean, let's just be honest. There have been moments when it has not flown by. Sure, sure. And so 10 years ago, uh, 2011. Well, it was 11 years ago. Uh, 11 years ago. we started a year ahead of our first event. That's really. right. That's right. That's very true. It was uh, March of 2011. I was, uh, I put in my notice at a collegiate sports marketing company. And I had a really fun job. I had a cool job. I was in college uh, sports and uh, we had gone out to the Rose Bowl. We had gone to you know men's final fours. It was a fun job. But what had happened is, is that I'd really just gotten restless and yeah. uh, the Lord was calling me out of that. And I was uh, the volunteer president of a mission board called Worldwide Tent Makers, which is kind of the, the base of Teach Them Diligently. I hadn't started there really yet full time. I was still a volunteer president and uh, I came home from my job uh, and walked in the door and you were crying in front of a computer. You were really upset. And my immediate thought when I saw that you were just upset with something that was going on. Well, but, but we really need to back up a little bit more. Okay. Because that year, that same year that March happened back in August, we started homeschooling for the very first time. 
And that's a, we've probably told that story a thousand times of why we did that, but that's really important with what is about to happen here because we had just started homeschooling. We didn't know squat about homeschooling. We didn't know squat about the players. We didn't know squat. And so the fact that that something had happened that I was seeing not only the name of Christ dragged through the mud on social media. I mean, people were mocking Christians because Christians were fighting amongst each other and they were mocking the name of Jesus. And that broke me. In fact, it breaks me now, apparently. <laughs> um, but as I was sitting there, again, so early in my homeschool career, this was a homeschool-related matter that had tipped all of this stuff off. It it broke my heart. And I was sitting there reading all of that and, and thinking, somebody needs to do something to change the focus here. We need to stop looking at homeschooling and digging our ditches and building our, our kingdoms in homeschooling. And somebody needs to refocus everything on the reason we homeschool and that is discipleship and lifting up Christ. And, and I was sitting there reading all this and this, these thoughts are in the back of my head. And, and there was a part of me that knew that it was us, but I'm not brave enough to say it. David, David comes in, he sees all of this. I tell him, I have no idea what, because it was probably through sobs. And being who I am, I come who home. Who is not afraid of anything. And I just say, let's start an event. Like it's that easy. Like if you speak it into existence, <laughs> it it's going ha to happen. <laughs> so we step forward. And to make a long story short, there were several things that kind of fell into place. Miraculously. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we were able to make contacts that there it doesn't make any I literally any started sense. making phone calls and they were cold calls and sending emails in through contact us forms. Yeah. And things started falling together. Uh, so we, we started the event and that's how it got started. And it kind of started with this idea, this blurry idea of it's going to be about discipleship, but, and it's going to be about the gospel and it's going to be connected to worldwide tent makers. And the other thing, the reason why worldwide tent makers is important in this picture is that when I was moving over from the collegiate sports marketing company, regional VP at, it's a very large company moved over and was moving over from that to be full-time president of Worldwide Tent Makers, uh, there was not a sustainable cash flow there at Worldwide Tent Makers. And so one of the things I was tasked with by the board was finding a way to sustain the mission board cash flow. And so there was some seed money there, but there was not regular money coming in. Right. And so we started two things uh, immediately. And one of them was a school over in Poland, which still exists today. It was started. It actually the, the 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 first day there was in October of 2012 and teach them diligently, which happened in May of 2012. It, it happened in May. I started full time with um, uh, Worldwide Tent Makers in April. Yeah. of, of uh, uh, 2011. And we just hit the ground running and we just hit the ground running. And started to just just run with that. And it was started with the idea of sustaining the mission board. Well, and I remember that we, so we had this crazy idea, this seed planted that we needed to do something to, to really celebrate discipleship in home education, point people back to Jesus and the real reason that we are dedicating our lives to this mission. I mean, we being homeschool parents, dedicating our lives to this mission. 
And but we didn't know what it was going to look like or what it was going to be called or anything like that. And we had a family trip scheduled shortly thereafter. It was around the first of April, I think, um, with my mom and dad and my sister. And, you know, so we were all going down to Florida. And as it so happened, my kids wanted to ride with everybody that wasn't us at that point. So they were in all these other cars. And they wanted we to had, hang out with grandparents. Which I don't blame them. Yeah. And But it afforded us a very long car ride that was actually quiet. And during that time, we started discussing, you know, what would this thing look like? And and the very first thing that that popped into my mind, our, and we just started kind of fleshing out was, Deuteronomy 6 and our directive to teach our children diligently. And yeah. it just seemed so perfect because not only does that encapsulate the the academic elements of homeschooling so beautifully because we are teaching all the time, but it also really leans into that call that we've been given to teach them diligently, disciple, shepherd their hearts, point them to Jesus as we walk, as we talk, as we do laundry, as we go to the grocery store, all of these things. So it was a pretty easy decision to to make that this new thing, whatever it was going to look like, was going to be called Teach Them Diligently. Yes, and the phrasing that we use, uh, for instance, uh, from time to time, you'll hear me say that your home is your Jerusalem. Yeah. And that discussion of discipleship, I think it's important to remember the mission board element, which was kind of the right. core of the beginning, because we were thinking about this in, like a mission board. And, um, and so it was an extension of the great commission. Uh, and that's the way we've always thought of homeschooling and we've always thought of it as discipleship. And then it just kind of flowed in to teach them diligently right. coming through worldwide tent makers. And so we started trying to like co-opt, I guess it is, is the, the best way to put it, that language of the great commission, your home is your Jerusalem into teach them diligently. Yeah. And so that became part of kind of the DNA, what Teach Them Diligently was about. And it will be what Teach Them Diligently is about for as long as we're as involved. As long as God lets us do it. Is that is going to be about discipleship and is going to have the Great Commission and the DNA of what it is about. And that is extremely important to us. And I think that if you remove the Great Commission from Teach Them Diligently, it, it's not Teach Them Diligently right. anymore. Right, right. Um, and that's been the vision from the very first day. It's not about, uh, I mean, in the thought process of homeschooling being a great academic exercise, that all comes from that, is that the academic exercise of homeschooling is subordinate to the Great Commission and to discipleship and to what you're trying to do in your home. And so th that's in the DNA right, of what we're right. about. And that will always be in the DNA. And I think that is... Um, I think that honestly is unique um, because a lot of the other uh, organizations that are out there, they're homeschool based. They're very academic and they talk about the education and they um, run by good people, run by Christians, but they were started as a homeschool group first Right. where we came out of this mission board viewpoint. And so, um, and, and so we look at the home as like a ripple effect into the community, into the city, right. into the country, into the world. Right. Um, and that is part of the DNA of Teach Some Diligence. So you'll hear us say a lot stuff like, imagine what God could do if all of these families who are with us at Teach Them Diligently, whether you are, 
you know, with us through 365, with us at events, with us through, you know, engaging through the year on social media or whatever, what would happen if all of these thousands and thousands of families actually determined in their heart to not only teach their children diligently, but then to use their home as a city on a hill to reach their neighborhood, their community, and so on. This would turn the world upside down as we know it today. And that is, I think, ultimately, our big goal is to see God send revival one family at a time. Yeah. So anyway, I'm a crier, so you'll have to excuse it. (laughs) Um, But so we had that first event, getting back to that. And I remember so much, there's so many amazing memories leading into that. I remember the very first registration that came in in July. We couldn't believe anybody had even heard of us. I remember the very first exhibitor that signed up. I could tell you his name. Jim Hodges. (laughs) Hodges audio tapes. (laughs) I remember the first time when we were sitting there and refreshing the page over and over and over and our Facebook page hit 100 likes. And we thought that was so crazy amazing. And I remember as we got closer to the event that year, laying in bed, having anxiety attacks because so many people were coming that I didn't know how we were going to handle it because God brought into that first year, 1500 families from 38 different States and four countries outside of the U S and that is such a testimony to what God has done because we're not smart enough to get to all those people. God did that and God brought them in and God also kept us from having, you know, the fire marshal called on us when we when we were all crowded in that building. But but God was so good that year. And then I remember at the end of that, because Teach Them Diligently by Design was a one-time event. We were yeah. just we just wanted to stop and have everybody focus in on discipleship just for a minute. Let's just stop and really focus on this. That was a one-time event, but the way that God worked, I remember sitting around our table with a bunch of friends who had helped us put this together and just really praying about the future and going around and seeing who, who felt like God would have us continue. And it was unanimous around the table that God wanted us to continue this. Well, I remember after that event, uh, people coming up to us with testimonies mm-hmm. of what the Lord had done through the event. And then we started getting emails from people. Right. And it wasn't just like two or three. It was hundreds. And they started flooding into our email system. And we literally sat around the table with the people that were the stakeholders in the, in the uh, staff from that first event. And we went around the room and we were like, should we do this again? (laughs) And everybody was like, yes. And it was one at a time. It was like, should we do this again? Yes, we need to do this again. There's too many people that need it. Yes, we should do this again. We've gotten too many testimonies on this of what the Lord has done. Yes, it needs to happen again. Yes, it needs to happen again. Yes, it needs to happen again. And it was a confirmation for us because we were already kind of thinking, should we do this again? Maybe we should do this again. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. This was so much work. I don't know what we're going to do here. Um, and, um, after that meeting, we made the decision to expand and to not only do one event the next year, but we were going to do three events the next year. And that first year, you know, the second year, 2013 was the first year in Nashville. Right. Right. Uh, and we had been in Nashville every year until this upcoming coming year year when we're going to be in Pigeon Forge. But I remember all of that very vividly. 
uh, I remember that first year chasing Lila all over the place and asking people on the intercom. Have you seen Lila? Who's got Lila? Lila? That's all right. Lila is our youngest for those of you who don't know. She's now a freshman in high school. So um, we aren't quite as worried about her wandering off that when she was about four years old doing these things, we were. It it was a constant. And I can't believe (laughs) we didn't lose her. I can't believe we didn't lose her. Uh, because there was a lot of people there and you could stand at the end of the hallway and you would look down and you would just lose. I mean, you it was just a massive bodies. And so I can't believe we didn't lose her. Yep. Um, and so that was that first year and, um, it, it was kind of the kickstart and we, um, look back on that very fondly. Yep. I remember praying with speakers in the hallways about what the Lord was doing. Um, I remember people coming up to me and talking to me, um, it, it was an encouraging thing. And even to this day, the testimonies yeah. from well, the that's, families. That's what drives us yeah. even today. Um, so that's that's how we got started. One of the things that a lot of people had asked us for was to talk about some of our favorite memories. Um, and so we picked just two or three that we wanted to share with you that really not only are powerful memories of the ways that God has worked, but it really encapsulates what we've seen through the years just beautifully. So, um, David, do you want to take well, us back to... <laughs> so, the first year so, is... So, yeah, well, I'm sorry. He's looking at me like crazy. Are you going to the, the first story or are you taking a detour here? No, I'm going to the first story. Okay, all right. So, one thing that I want to preface this first story that he's going to tell you with is that it was that that whole year in Nashville spoiler alert, we're going to Nashville here, was the most chaotic, crazy, stressful event by far that we have ever done. It was, I had people coming and bringing me food and checking on me and making sure I was eating and praying with me everywhere because it was, it was just a very difficult event. With that said, he's going to tell you a little bit of why. So we had James Dobson that year. And some of you, if I just mentioned James Dobson, you guys already know where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But let's go through the story because many of you have been coming to teach them diligently for years. And so you were there in the building when this happened. Um, but we had invited James Dobson. And on Thursday night, I started getting phone calls. My phone started ringing off the hook. I wasn't answering them because I was busy. You know, there was an event going on. And we, at this point, uh, we're not doing true keynotes, um, but we had decided this one year that we were going to do a true keynote and it was going to happen on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And we had actually sold some tickets because the reason why is because teach them diligently at our events. We typically have more people who come to the event than we can fit in the large room for keynotes. And so we were nervous about it. And we wanted to sell tickets to try to hold down the number that wanted to be in the room at the same time. And so what ended up happening was, is that on Thursday night, we had invited James Dobson. He had agreed to come. Thursday night, I started getting phone calls. And the phone calls are basically James Dobson can't come because Mm -hmm. his flight from Dallas to Nashville, which was the connection because he's coming out of Colorado, had been canceled. Um, and all of the additional flights that they could find potentially would put him in Nashville at like 2 a.m. on, you know, Friday night. So he was going to land at 2 a.m. and he was going to have to go on stage at 10 a.m. on Saturday. 
And he was an older guy, but I mean, he is now, but he was still, you know. He was quite old then. He too. was quite old then. <laughs> and uh, he just was telling me he can't handle this. He, he would not be able to do it at all. And we went through all kinds of scenarios. We got Chick-fil-A involved. They offered a plane. We got Bob Jones University involved. They offered a plane. They were being very generous with us. Uh, the Kendrick brothers got involved uh, trying to work some of their connections right. to get, you know, a plane out there to get James Dobson. And it just wasn't working out. And I was distraught. I was so distraught. Hmm. I remember sitting down with Sam Horn and him just counseling me on this. And I was very upset. And um, I didn't know what to do. I thought everybody was going to hate my guts. I had these visions of a riot breaking out. Um, and uh, so I walked downstairs to... Um, I walked downstairs to the exhibit hall and Lifeway is in the exhibit hall at this time. And the Benham brothers are there. The Benham brothers were not a keynote at this time. They were not, you know, as big of a name as they had just released a book. And we had had them there. There were feature speakers, but there was a buzz in the building about the Benham brothers. Everybody was talking about the Benham brothers. They didn't know who these guys were. And they're like, wow, you got to hear the Benham brothers, (laughs) you know? And so, I walk downstairs, they have their book for sale, and I tell them about what's going on because we were pretty decent friends at this point. Um, And I I walk over to them, tell them what's going on, and their immediate response is, well, let's pray about it. And I remember bowing our heads right there in the Lifeway booth while people are coming up, waiting for them so that they can get signatures on their book. Mm -hmm. They just, they kind of hold everything up. And we pray about it. Everybody's watching us. And some people were like, James Hobson's not coming while they're standing around. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, you know, uh, okay. And so I kind of walk away. And then um, I walk back upstairs and then I come back down. And I said, I asked the Benham brothers to take that keynote at 10 a.m. It is Friday by this point. Right. Friday, late Friday. It's Friday by this point. And we put out an email and we tell everybody, look, James Stops is not going to be here, but not everybody got the message. And I knew I was going to be standing up in front of a bunch of people, thousands of people. Who had flown in from all over the country. Like I had talked to someone earlier that day who had said, yeah, I flew in from Arizona for this, for just to hear James Dobson. And, you know, like We're going, my, something inside of me died. <laughs> so, um, I know I'm going to stand up on stage in front of a bunch of people that don't know that James Dobson. A lot of people knew that James Dobson wasn't going to be there, but a lot of people did not know James Dobson was going to be there. And so there was a buzz in the building at this point. Not everybody knew. And so we're standing in like the little area off the stage and we're all talking and we're praying and we had a new sponsor. It was Food for the Hungry. And so you had that kind of riding on this as well, because Food for the Hungry is expecting a good experience. And I'm thinking James Dobson just, oh, what am I going to do? And so uh, they had brought in a person who was going to be their presenter and she was going to open up in a song. And this is also the first year that we actually had music at at the event, because music I mean, we all know it's kind of a contentious subject in some uh, in, in, in different circles. Right. And so I was nervous about that even because we have a lot of diversity that comes to teach them diligently from a lot of different backgrounds. And so I was a little nervous about the music element of this as well. 
And so all this is waiting on me. We're in the back room and we're praying before we go up on stage. It's minutes before we I go up on, on stage. Finally, it comes time. We've prayed. I go up on stage. And I remember saying something along the telling everybody and I'm announcing James Dobson won't be here. We'll have the Benham brothers instead. And then I go on to say the Lord has orchestrated this so that you guys can hear what Benham brothers have to say. And I would be scared for you guys to miss it at this point. That was along the lines of what I said. And then I walk off stage and the lady from that is brought in from Food for the Hungry um, it comes up on stage and she's going to sing two songs. And I tell her that this is not entertainment. I want you to get everybody singing. Mm -hmm. And so she picks a hymn to start with. We think it's how great thou art. Um, the memory's a little fuzzy on exactly what the song is, but it was a song everybody would know. Yeah. And, um, she works hard to get everybody singing. And she has her husband up there and he's playing guitar. She has a microphone and I can only, I'm in the back, you know, in that back area off stage. And I can only hear her singing because of the microphone. And she is singing and she's overwhelming the voices that you hear because of the microphone and all the speakers. And she describes to me afterwards, she says that it was like somebody had grabbed her throat and she ch chokes a little bit. And she goes silent and she has to swallow. Well, when she goes silent, I can hear 4,000 people singing the chorus and it blew me away. And I remember, I mean, telling this story upstairs. I remember I was still have a little bit of that emotion. You still have a little bit of the emotion that we felt when we heard everybody singing in the room together. And then um, she finishes the song. And she goes off stage and the Benham brothers come up and the Benham brothers kind of, if you've ever heard them speak, they kind of pick on each other a little bit. Everybody's <laughs> laughing. And then they say something along the lines of, we are so glad to be here. We want to hear from you guys how happy you are to be here. Would you mind applauding if you're happy to be here? And it was like, and everybody clapped, but it wasn't like a courtesy clap. Yeah. It was like a standing ovation and it went on and on and on and on. And we have a recording of this actually, because we record every single session and it went on and on and on. And I remember just, you know, the tension just kind of flowing out of me and thinking everything's going to be okay. Mm. And the Benham brothers were great. And they, their message hit at right the, at it exactly did. the right moment from exactly the right people. The Lord truly did orchestrate this. I mean, we heard from people afterwards. Yeah, we, we talked it, to so many that, that came up and literally said, I came specifically to hear James Dobson, but their message was exactly what I needed to hear. So from that day, this is the first time that we'd ever done music. And if you come to a Teach Some Diligently event, you will know that before the keynote, we always do a few songs that we make sure that everybody knows. And we try to keep it very simple, but we want everybody to sing. Right. This was the beginning of that because that was such a special time. The community that we felt from being in the room with thousands of people singing to the Lord mm -hmm. in praise during this moment when we were so there was so much tension for it for us, which is overwhelming. Yeah. And um, it's a special time. Yeah. And so this was the beginning of that. 
And that is probably my favorite story coming out of Teach Them Diligently. It completely blew us away. And it was one of those moments where we were in a really deep, dark valley. It was a hard year. There was more things that happened in that event that I won't go into because we've been going now for a while and talking just about this one event. But this particular, this was like the corner, you know, the capstone to the whole thing. James Dobson is not coming and we can't get him here no matter (laughs) how hard we try. And, um, so that, that, that would be my favorite story. Yeah, absolutely. And God has, has shown us through the years, how just reinforce how his ways are perfect and how things that we have planned that don't go right. And, and that's not the only thing that hasn't gone right. Those of you that have been there could attest to that, but God has, has always seemed to work through those things. God God was ahead of 2020, which is another amazing, miraculous story. He had moved three years before 2020 hit. He had moved Nashville into February. It's the only dates we could get that year. And we were so upset about it. But as it turned out, we were the only event that was actually able to happen, homeschool event, that entire season because God had already moved it. And God did amazing things. That was the year that Tim Tebow came um, God just did amazing yeah. things through that. Um, and the, the testimonies that we've heard. Well, everything shut down like a week after right. Nashville in 2020. Yeah. And the testimonies that we've heard through the years have just been incredible of how God has spoken at exactly that time, given exactly the right words for the moment. Um, in fact, David was telling me earlier about uh, or reminding me earlier about a Facebook party that we did because we always we we've always so, done a lot of Facebook parties. So this would years. be my fa- my second favorite story. And I've got a lot. There's a lot of stories, but the second favorite story was we always open up the um, the registration in September early early registration with a Facebook party. And Facebook parties are fun. There's a lot of energy around these Facebook parties, and we ask questions and we get tons and tons and tons of comments from the people that are on on um on the facebook party well this particular year you asked a question regarding testimonies what is your favorite moment at a teach them diligently event and again we love getting these testimonies which is part of the motivation and asking the question right well uh we're watching these testimonies come in and many of them are you know two or three uh sentences they're special but then all of a sudden we get boom somebody writes a novel (laughs) and i start reading this novel And basically the way the story goes is that this woman was having trouble in her marriage and she was very upset with her husband and she packed her bags. She was ready to leave. I mean, she was ready to walk out the door. She had her bags packed. And then all of a sudden she remembers right before she, so she packed her bags, her suitcases are on the bed. And then right in the middle of all that, she remembers that she has a ticket to come to teach them diligently that she had bought months before. She didn't want the money to go to waste. So she comes to teach them diligently and she leaves her suitcases on her bed. And so while she's at teach them diligently, she's going to sessions and, you know, she's going through the session schedule and she comes across a session that refers to the most important words. And, you know, when you read that and you, you, you hear that title, your first thought is, I love you. Those are the most important words because those are, those are important words. But the speaker, and I didn't know who the speaker was at this time that I was reading this, that the words were, I will never leave you. 
And she's in that session and she hears the speaker speaks for an hour, goes through the Bible, traces those words all the way through the Bible. I will never leave you. Hmm. And she leaves the session and she commits that she is never going to leave. And so I don't know whether it was that night when she goes home or it was at the end of the conference, but she literally, she goes home, she unpacks her bags, puts it all back in the drawers, puts up her suitcase and she um, commits, recommits to her marriage. And she's writing this story on Facebook this entire story and telling mm-hmm. us who it is. I didn't know who, who the speaker was when I read this, but it blew me away the yeah. story. And about two years later, I'm in a men's breakfast and the speaker for the men's breakfast is Norm Wakefield, who still speaks. And his session is, I will never leave you in the men's breakfast. But that's, I that wasn't the title right. of the session. Right. He goes through this, while he's talking. And so you can imagine me because I remember this story that I saw written out in the comment page on her Facebook live. I remember all this because Mm -hmm. it really made an impression on me. I'm sitting there in the men's breakfast and I hear him say those words and I'm like, you know, ding ding ding, this is it. And I start looking around to the other men and there's men, they're all crying, Hmm. you know, and it's having the same impact on them. Yeah. Well, and the stories that we have heard through the years of the impact that the sessions have had, the impact of just being around thousands of others who are making decisions that look like yours, who are who are focusing on discipleship, who, who are living their lives to serve Jesus Christ. And being in an environment like that is, is so powerful. And God has done so many things in individual families that it's 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 truly been amazing I, to see the work that he has done. I mean, we're only I've only done two. I don't know if you have one more that you want to go through, but the the thing is, is that we could go on. I mean, this, Wait, could, this be, could be the longest podcast ever. So you, we have created a testimony page, and I mean, we didn't just do it for this podcast. This is something that we've always had, and the reason why is because these testimonies are a big deal to us. Yeah, and we think that you guys like to hear them as well. And so there's actually a page on the website, this testimonies, we profile maybe two or three of them on the front page of the website. And then you can click, you know, and you can see page after page after page after page after page. I mean, there must be like 25 pages of these and uh, we continue to get them. We still with those 25 pages have not put them all up. Oh, not even close. And I remember driving back from Nashville and being really tired. And you would just start reading the testimonies to me while I'm driving and our kids are in the background back. And I remember just being overwhelmed yeah. by them. And so these are really special to us. Yeah. Um, but those are my two favorite. Well, and, and I think that before we go, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the impact that Teach Them Diligently has had on our own family. Um, when I look back through the years and I see the opportunities that God has given us, the world that our kids grew up in, the people that they got to meet and talk to, um, the conversations that they had with, with people who love God deeply and, and are, have invested their time in our children along with us, um, it is, it is impossible to 
encapsulate how transformational allowing us to work on teach them diligently and to serve this way, how transformational that's been on our family. I think God has changed me and you through it. He has, you know, the, the verse take away the, or yeah, take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Um, You know, I think about that all the time because there's been an awful lot of dross, an awful lot of extra stuff that God has burned away through the years. Um, And, and, Anytime that he wants to use people, he takes you through the fire. He he brings hard times. And and the beauty of it is God's word, and as you dive deeper in it, God's word makes sense of all of that. And you're able to see, looking back, what God has done. And it's so powerful. Um, but yeah, I think that without giving testimony of, of how God has impacted our own family, that we would really be stopping short. Well, I, you know, the... The people that, like you were mentioning before, the people that our family has had a chance to meet, but it, it's 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 actually the exhibitors, the speakers, um, you know, the people that you know aren't the big names. You know, it's just individuals that are in the exhibit hall that our our kids get to know. Um, it's the people that have worked for us over the years that <laughs> our kids have gotten to know. Um, there's been marriages that have been born out of the the. It, 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 the, the staff that have worked on Teach Them Diligently. Um, there are uh, just very deep friendships yeah. that we still hold. People that used to work for us the first two, three years that have left, they have families now, and they're coming back just to kind of be around. And <laughs> it's really special to see that. And I mean, I again, to return back to the testimonies and talking about the impact it's had on our family, you know, I talked a little bit about the effect, effect that it's had on us, but our kids see that. Yeah. They know, first of all, that, you know, we're imperfect, that we mess up all the time, mm-hmm. but they know where our heart is and they know what we want to see happen and how passionate we are about yeah. this. And I think that makes a difference on them. And then when they see testimonies come in and what God has done, even the small ones that, you know, thank you so much for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um it, it makes a huge impact on them being able to kind of see this multiplication yeah. of effort and of the blessing that God has. And they literally have seen in action that the Lord's word will not return void. Right. Um, and it may, you know, people are imperfect. Uh, speakers mess up. Speakers do wild things sometimes. We do, you know, things. But with all that said, the Lord has blessed mm. and it and his word has not returned void. And our kids have been able to actually witness that um, happen. And our kids were young when we first started Very. this. I mean, we're talking, you know, 11 years ago, Lila was was five years old. Well, no, she wasn't. She was she was four. Four, okay. Yeah, at our first and, event, she was four. And so now, you know, she's, she's bugging me about a driver's license, <laughs> you know, and... Um, it's hard to imagine how much our kids have grown yeah. through doing this. Yeah. And um, just physically, the, the mentally, and, and spiritually, they have grown in a big way. And they've grown from their association with you guys. Yeah. You know, with, with the people that are out there that are listening. Uh, they have grown through that as well, just being around you guys seeing you pray in the lobby with your family after you go to a session they see that and it impacts them well or 
coming up to David and I and just laying your hands on us and praying for us, they see that. And so to be able to say how great things God has done, we would be remiss if we didn't say God has used all of you that have been at Teach Them Diligently, talked about Teach Them Diligently, spoken at Teach Them Diligently, whatever. God has used you to do great things, um, both in our lives and in the lives of those that you touch there. So, yeah. um, so we have we have rambled on quite a bit. There's so much more that we could tell you. I would love to dive into some of the funny things that have happened. We've gotten the craziest emails. There are personalities that um, we still joke about uh, from people who have who have emailed or or have come up to us. And we just, there's so many dear, fun, hilarious stories that we could tell because um, serving God is a fun, wonderful, fulfilling thing. But we are out of time for today. Well, we'll have to write about that or do another one. That's well, just I the think fun that, side of Teach Them I think that if anybody has any questions, you mm-hmm. know, further questions about Teach Them Diligently or what has happened over the years or behind the scenes or, you know, whatever, I would, I'd, I would welcome that and I would love to hear more. Well, and I would say come to an event and sit down with us and let's chat about it because that is literally David and I have now, by God's grace, set it up to where we we're almost a liability from the front end standpoint on site. We are there specifically to to speak, but also to walk around and just get to know and pray with and chat with and and um, enjoy the company of all of you who are attending. So we would love to see you there. We have a one-day event coming up in Cedarville um, early March. March Yeah, we have a big three-day event in Round Rock, Texas, the end of March, first weekend of April. And then we have our biggest event ever, probably, coming up in Pigeon Forge, May 5th through 7th. So um, check our website. Join us there. If you can't, we have virtual events all year. We have a 365 membership site that I would love to get to know you through. I firmly believe there is no place on the internet that is better for a homeschool mom to hang out than Teach Them Diligently 365 because you have access to over 2,700 audio and video resources through the years the, the audio that David was referencing earlier, as well as every other session ever given at Teach Them Diligently, is there in 365. So going back to 2012. Yeah, is there in Teach Them Diligently 365. And then we also have community groups and special interest groups, and we do meetups, and we do retreats. And it is a life-giving spot for homeschool moms who are seeking to homeschool well, excellently, and to grow in their spiritual walk as they disciple their children at the same time join us there. I would love to get to know you. It gives me a lot more time to spend with you if you're in there. Um, But join us, join us, join us. We cannot wait to get to know you more in the days ahead. All right. All right. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And I pray that we get to to see you again real soon um, in person. Uh, But in the meantime, like David said, if you have any questions, if you have a testimony you would like to share, if you have anything that you'd like to hear us talk about on the podcast, Send us an email, send us a direct message in the Teach Them Diligently app. Just let us know what you think, and we'd love to hear from you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. 
So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.